0: Whether you call Vegas home or are planning a trip to the River City, this is the podcast that will help you plan the ultimate Bluey day out. <laughs> the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou.
1: G'day everyone. Welcome to another instalment of Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that goes behind the scenes of Bluey and explores the real-life world of our favourite Healer family. And today, we've set up By the Bay... That's right, we're down on the Wynnum and Manly Foreshore. In fact, we're right next to the whale water park that features in the episode, Pass the Parcel, which may have given us the line of season three.
0: I'm putting my foot down, Janelle. We're raising
2: a nation of squips. Fine, but
0: you're handling it. No worries. You watch.
2: This will blow their minds.
0: And, Justin, we're not raising any squibs down here at Wynnum because there are kids, and it's a freezing morning, and I'm not just saying that freezing in Queenslander, if you know what I mean. It's genuinely cold in any one state in Australia right now. Like, it's been single digits this morning that we've come down to. There are kids. The water's going. it's, It's like... Wynnum hasn't gotten a memo that it's freezing. The Come kids don't on down care. to the water park. And the kids don't care. Some the of these kids are absolutely soaking wet. We keep hearing parents saying, Stop getting wet. If you're at a water park, of course they're going to get wet. <laughs> of course. So they're not squibs. They're getting in. That's no, wonderful. They know
1: what's up. Um, <laughs> now, look, the reason why we're down here, Lou, is we're literally only days away from New Bluey. The yeah. countdown's on, isn't it?
0: Yep, the countdown is on. So,
1: you know, you know, New Bluey, what do we know about these new episodes, Lou, that are coming up?
0: Well, Muffin has entered the granny's chat, hasn't she? Oh, my goodness. We see her yelling, and I know you're shocked, Muffin's yelling, about trying to buy a little motorised scooter off Janet and Rita. How much money you got, Rita? Pardon? Hurry up! And why is she doing that? Because we get this glorious, like, half a second of its garage sale. And yeah. I can't wait for that to go down. It's going to be
1: amazing. My yeah. goodness, Muffin is a granny. Can you imagine it? Yeah, I can. One angry That's granny. That's one angry granny. <laughs> Just get out of the way of that motorised granny mobile.
0: Any ideas what her granny name will be? Do you want to throw them out?
1: Oh, well, we've got Janet and Rita. Um, you know, we've had Karen, I think, in swimming the lesson, in the Swimming Lessons episode. And Margaret. Margaret, yes. Yes. So, uh, look, I don't know. Um, would Barbara oh,
0: be a, be a Barbara. good Barb? Barb could be an angry granny, couldn't yeah. she? Yeah. Barb. All right, hi I like that my, as a Hi guess. to my mum, who's also called, Barbara,
1: who also called Barbara, who is not an angry granny. She's a very happy granny.
0: It'd be an honour if yeah. she was Muffins, fantastic. you know, angry granny. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou.
0: Oh, and we've also had some fantastic vague booking, and I'm going to accuse Dan Brum of the creating the FOMO on the socials. That microphone of his, he's been recording around Mount cutha and I, I'm really quite hoping that's actually going to be a location, not just some of his uh, uh, sound library that he's doing the foley for, um, for Bluey. So w- that'd be great. I want to see the lookout. Yeah, uh, I want to yeah, see yeah, the Brisbane yeah. skyline from there. If there's not four Xs in bright neon red... Uh, yep, yep. in the immediate view before the city, they did it wrong. So I'm just throwing out a few things here. But, yeah, we've, got, we've had some interesting ideas, haven't we, from the socials of what people hope is going to be in the new episodes.
1: Yeah, Brisbane locals definitely have a, a, an idea of what they want to see in Bluey, don't they? You well, know, yeah. I think the ABC kids did a post just the other day, you know, what locations do you want to see in Bluey? And it went off. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm on the record as saying I'd love to see Lang Park, or Suncorp Stadium. Yep. Um, you we're know, getting maybe into with, footy season, yeah, So Yeah, yeah. Maybe with a, with a dog version of, you know, the King Wally Lewis statue with the state of origin. Love to see that. Love to see a, a healer version of that. That'd be fantastic. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. So, like, the Blueyverse version of the King. Yeah, yeah. King yeah. Wally. I think that'd be great. Yep. We've also had um, some suggestions of Planetarium. That was one of the others that uh, some people were coming up with. I want more city cats. I'd love a trip on a city cat. I think that'd... I think one of our super fans, um, Madonna, would be very happy to see yep, that because um, we want to see the wraps around the City Cats. We want dogger morans yep. in future around absolutely.
1: Brazil. Absolutely. And and from from my point of view, I know we've we've had Dave McCormack tease that there is a cricket episode coming. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the the newest batch, but we do know that there is a cricket episode coming. And we actually have seen Dan Brum on socials recording some of the Foley for that with a cricket bat and ball. That's true. So I saw I'm, that, I'm kind yes. of excited about that. So maybe you know the Gabba. Uh, the cricket ground in Brisbane or Alan Border Field, one of our other famous cricket fields, uh, gets a run. I'd love to hear Alan Border make a cameo, the former Australian cricket captain.
0: Uh, you're going to lose your mind if that comes on. You were, you cricket uh, fan, you... Cricket cr- tragedy. Absolutely, yes. This is how you're supposed to play it. This isn't the 80s, Pat. Uh, Janelle? Don't look at me, mate. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Now, the question I've got for you, Lou Bromley... Was Pass the Parcel one of the highlights of season three of Bluey for you?
0: Yes, and it brought back memories as a kid growing up with that um, as a game at a lot of the kids' parties. And it was high anticipation, hey, um, because now as a parent who's played the music, just like Lucky's dad, um, it's so much easier with the smartphone to play the music and do start-stop. Yeah, but there yeah. was high stakes to make sure every kid got to unwrap it without smart tech. Um, so I'm thinking, like, the CD player was a bit of a big deal when I was a kid. Well, one <laughs> I feel <of> the- <laughs> old saying that. Just hand me my Zimmer frame as I walk over here. Well, one of the uh, things I
1: loved about Pass the Parcel was, and we're not going to recap this, so we leave that to the experts, to, to Mary and Kate. In fact, they've done a great job of recapping Pass yes, the Parcel. Heck yes, go check that one out. Yep. Um, but one of, the, one, of the little, um, one of the little factoids in this, I love when Lucky's dad and, you know, praise be for another Lucky's dad episode. Ever since, you know, dad, baby, I've been waiting for another Lucky's dad episode. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in, in the first one, he's, he's bemoaning the touchscreen and he's sort of, you know, big big thumbs or his big fingers. He's not a fan. And then in one of the next uh, parties, you see he's got the old school 90s boombox all covered yep. in paint. He brings it out. Yep. Winning.
0: Yes. And yet he then he embraces it. And I just love those the 70s rock chords that uh, they use for him with the music at the party.
1: Blue, um, something we just did recently uh, in between our last episodes was we met someone
0: I'm just admiring a harley-davidson there are a lot of motorcycles that come down here too because it's just a gorgeous location isn't it it's mm. just it's fantastic. nothing but water island views yep, yeah looking out to uh, stradbroke
1: island there across the bay yep um, great spot for the kids but look um you know since we recorded last we happened to meet someone quite famous in the blue universe, didn't we
0: oh yes we did may feels like such a long time ago in the in the midst of time but we went to the Brisbane Writers' Festival and caught a session and we got to hear uh, Megan Daly from Children's Books Daily interview Joe Brum, which was amazing. It was amazing, wasn't it? And we it? met him afterwards. We met yeah. him afterwards. What a nice guy. It felt like we're doing the parent version of like going to see a band from our former youth. Yeah, And we absolutely. went backstage and we got to meet the act. Yeah. That was pretty
1: cool. <laughs> no, there were was, was some pretty cool... Um little um, little snippets or, uh, that he gave away during that talk oh my um, god yes uh, I mean so many interesting you know factoids about you know behind the scenes of Bluey and, and how he you know came to create it one of the things I loved was um, his, his cartoon influences now he mentioned a couple of cartoon influences and I'm not talking animated cartoons I'm talking still cartoons you know from the newspaper remember newspapers um, so <laughs> The Far Side of course yes uh, Peanuts yep and Calvin and Hobbes. Yep. And when he mentioned that, I thought, no wonder I love this show so much.
0: Yeah, and that far side humour too. It was just, oh, so dry. And I love that it took you a moment for the mic drop moment too yeah. of the humour. Yeah. yeah.
1: Were there any, any, any moments for you in that, um, in that um, discussion?
0: You know I asked the question from the crowd. He just threw out there, casual as anything, Ah, oh, my next project after season three is going to be a movie. And just left it. And of course, I, I was demanding more answers and wanted to see a screenplay and all sorts of things.
1: One of the other little factoids I loved about that too, he, he talked about the episode Ice Cream, one of my favourites and set down there at South Bank. Um, and he said originally they just set it in front of a brick wall and then thought, oh, we better give the artist something to do. Let's set it at South Bank. And sent the Bluey art team off on a, you know, magical mystery tour of South Bank.
0: Ready? Oh, go on, give us a double chocolate and a cup extra large. I've got a problem. And I think that was really interesting how he zoomed in on ice cream because I would have thought the location dictated what happened, but no, they had... They're all going to get ice creams. And then they did this wonderful... You know, it's almost like putting the shot back in with the story mm. from the museum. You know, I've got a velociraptor attached to my ear muffin. Um, right to ice creams. Um, yeah, by the river and all that sort of thing. And that's just... It, you can do that right now. You yeah. can recreate that. More whales too. So it's sort of like whales in the whale mall to whales down here at yep, yep. So, yeah, I think there's just some really lovely things that we were learning about the Ludo Studio process, but also the storyteller that is yeah. Joe Brum as yep. well. Yep. Yeah.
1: And just the way his his scripts have developed over the three seasons. And I think... I mean, maybe I should have asked this to him on the day, but... I think with season three, he's kind of hit the point where he's realised that he can get away with anything. (laughs) Because, you know, we had Dad Baby in season two, which which famously, I I don't think Disney would air in the States. We spoke to Dan Brum and he he said of that episode, I don't know how we're going to get away with this. (laughs) But they did. Obviously, in season three, we've had the snip. Chat between yep. Fido and Bandit. Um, you've got Bandit on trial for fluffing in Blueie's face. The face is a bum level. It's hard not to. You've got <laughs> Bandit as the most random chef, you know. Yes. Je suis le chien. <laughs> you know. Ah, what are you doing?
0: Je
2: la fenetre.
1: You don't know, put tomato sauce
0: on pablova. Je voulais fenetre. This is a window. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah,
2: you know.
1: It's just the most random out there kind of scripts now. Yes. I think he's kind of hit the point where he's gone, yep, I can just get away with everything. Let's just get it out there.
0: at ah, I can't see the page and why should I care
2: Ugh, I forgot about the cash if you well,
1: joining the us down here at the Wynnum that's... Whale Park is someone who's no stranger to Wynnum and Manly. Uh, our next guest is someone who spent 25 years working for the ABC. Now if you're in the States. That's the same broadcaster who brings us Bluey. Spencer Hausen, longtime radio broadcaster, spent many years as the number one breakfast host in Brisbane. Uh, he's currently hosting his own weekend show every Saturday and Sunday on 4BC, and he's also lecturing the next generation of radio hosts at the University of Southern Queensland. Spencer Hausen, thanks for joining us
2: down here at the Whale Park. Justin and Lou, thanks for inviting me along. <laughs> I want to go back,
0: back in time young Spencer when uh-huh. he arrived here and went in Manly um, in 1982 because you're here at one of the locations for Bluey this is one of the past the parcel locations and this is a bit before my time well it's after my time rather there was no whale park when Lou was a kid there was no whale park when you were a
2: kid no that's right
0: but this sort of location, growing up here in Wynnum Manly, you used to record cassette tapes back in the day for your dad and send them back to the UK for him to listen. What sort of things was he listening to about you know, this Wynnum Manly life here in Australia?
2: Yeah, so my mum and, and I um, came out to Australia and, and after my mum and, and dad split up and he stayed in the UK. So, yes, I was never much into writing letters. I would record cassettes and send them to him. I don't know that I spoke too much about Winaman and Manley. Uh, it would be really interesting to get those cassettes and listen to them. I have no doubt that he still has them in a box somewhere. Yeah, I'm I know What I remember doing was reading from the newspaper and playing songs and saying what the weather was going to be. You know, creating, and at some point I realised I was actually making radio, and that's where the whole radio thing clicked over in my brain. But I just thank you for inviting me to come back down here to to, to and Manly as the the big bucket of water splashes over the whales here. <laughs> they were not here, but just a little bit further down there, you can see the the big um, open air swimming pool here yes. in Winnemman, and then there's of course the proper um, you know, council baths in in Manly a bit further on. But that open air. Uh, the swimming pool was here, absolutely was here, and today there are yachts, there are remote control yachts on there. And a lot of this yes. just hasn't changed. That's, that's For me, that's the beauty of coming back down to Wynnum and, and Manly is the the bones of the place have just not changed. Yes, there are some houses that have been maybe knocked down and, and fancier ones put up, but I reckon most of what I see around me today, and I went for a quick little drive around, most of it was exactly the same 40 years ago when I moved here.
0: Yep, we were even just commenting before we recorded, like the houses behind us, they look... Just so ordinary and suburban. But they've got, you know, 180-degree views of Moreton Bay. There's oh, There's yeah. sea views everywhere, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and look, the, the shopping precinct just up on, on Bay Terrace and, and Florence and, and Edith Streets around there, it, this would have to be a rare example around here of, of where high street shopping or strip shopping has survived. And I know that it's gone through difficult times, but at the moment it's thriving, yep. whereas in a lot of Brisbane... Like, I live in Indooroopilly now. You can't do your shopping on the high street. You've got to go to a shopping centre. In Toowong and Turingia, it's the same. You've got to go to a, a shopping centre. There isn't a shopping centre in Wynnum. There is at Wynnum West, Wynnum Plaza. But it just says so much about this community. It just it yeah. hasn't changed. And yet, you know, it's, it's also beautiful and people are so proud of it. That, what has changed is just a few more cafes and restaurants and, and the, you know, the art scene a little bit, the creatives who are, who are evident around here. Bookshop, there's a bookshop on Bay Terrace where they have live music. It's a wonderful... I, I would happily... If I didn't have to go sort of into town or to Springfield to, to USQ, I would happily retire and come and finish my days here in Manly. I love it.
0: Absolutely. And with the cafes, the better coffee arrived, and I'm not complaining about <laughs> that around Manly. Look, you were, when you realised you were making radio shows... You were writing radio shows and recording them with a mate in the school ground who, ca- who was none other than Kyle Sanderlands. So, you know, Man- Manly Manley's a little bit of... some radio greats here that so many people <laughs> know around, not only in Brisbane, Queensland, but also Australia. Yeah. You know, what memories do you have of making radio shows with Kyle?
2: Very vivid ones. Um, so 32 Oakley Street, Manly, was our house. <laughs> it's not there now. His is, I won't say the exact address, but on Haylock Street. I'm um, just around the corner and so the the you know our BMXs regularly did the the route between the two but but we would sit on my back deck at at 32 Oakley Street overlooking our pool and there was a type old typewriter and we would script radio shows we would sit there and write full scripts for for radio shows and then take and I had a cassette recorder that I'd been um, given as I came out to Australia the same one I recorded the letters to my dad on and we would take that to the school Manly State School and we would rope all our friends in and we would uh, create radio shows Kyle oh, and yeah. I on, on cassette yep. and it was prob- that was 82 and 83 that we were, that we were great friends and then you know, to be honest you know, he, we went to different schools and, then, and we bumped into each other along the way and in fact he was meant to be lecturing doing a guest zoom lecture for my students just last week but then he's been sick and he's been he's been off air so that didn't work out so we sort of we've stayed in touch and he very kindly referenced my rating success in his book he, there was a line something like every time i see that we're number 1 in sydney and i see sp- Fences, number one in Brisbane. I, you know, I, I love that or something. I thought, oh, that's, yeah. He didn't need to do that. He didn't need to mention me. So I, 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 don't want you to think we've been best friends or that we are best friends, but we were then. We were. We hung out with each other all the time. He had yep. an obsession with the TV show Sons and Daughters, <laughs> and we had all
0: that time ago.
2: Well, he had. We had a. Um, he he tells the story that we kind of had the flash house and, and he didn't and he liked hanging out at our house and we weren't. I mean, we we no we didn't have money but we had a swimming pool. And we had a, a billiard table and a and a rumpus room with a bar. And so he would he would pretend he was um, Pat the Rat from uh, Rowena Wallace from Sons and Daughters. And he would make me... I remember we went up to the tip. There used to be a tip just way up yes. the up this way. It's, yes. it's now been covered over and it's a hill, I think, in a park. But we went and we found this massive box and these little bits and pieces of an old ghetto blaster. And, and we made a big <laughs> TV camera out of it. And I had to... He then pranced around our place as Pat the Rat, and I was the camera operator, and nice to film Sons and Daughters. <laughs> so, what are my memories? Even though it's 40 years ago, it's like I'm back there every time I think about it.
0: Kyle, in the revised edition of your memoir, that <laughs> needs
1: to go <laughs> yeah, back
2: yeah, in, no, I that's
1: think. Right. Now Spencer, I'm, I'm pretty sure Kyle has mentioned uh, a Rolls Royce in his childhood, and famously he's got a Rolls Royce now. He can afford one.
2: Yeah, he, he actually, he, he when he was interviewed by Andrew Denton on Enough Rope, he he attributed um, my mum and our Rolls Royce as being the reason that he wanted to um, make money. So we, yeah, we had a, we had a 1962 Silver Cloud, and um, he didn't
0: have money though, but he had a Rolls Royce. Well, we did. We well, was did an Rolls Royce. Yeah,
2: that's right. It was an old. It was an yeah. Granted. And um, anyway, Kyle just he, yeah, he he loved all that. And, and when he was at high school, and we went to a different high school. But for his school formal or semi-formal or something like a dance anyway, he came to my mum and said, would you chauffeur my date and I? And she thought that was hilarious. So she went and got herself a chauffeur's hat and she chauffeured Kyle to, to the dance. But later, yeah, he, he said that he wanted a Rolls Royce like, you know, like, like Spencer's family had a Rolls Royce. So it's all, it's all our fault. <laughs>
0: Look, Spencer, I want to talk to you about as being Spencer the dad. I want to go back and, you know, you've just had your son, you've, you're doing all the kids' parties and, you know, Winham is featured in all of the kids' parties that are doing the rounds on the calendar. What sort of things were you doing as a dad with Jack, um, you know, with kids' parties? Were you the off-site family for all the parties
2: around birthdays or did you host? So we were, for when Jack was young, living in Turinga and, and then more recently in Indrapilly, and in, in Turinga, my, my memories are that we would, uh, we would. I'd have to go back and sort of think about it year by year to, to give you an exact answer. But we would go to a, a local park. Yes. Yeah. Like I love the traditional sort of um, games, and so I, I made. Jack and, and his cohort, um, you know, Bob for apples. Or, <laughs> you know, I tied donuts to the washing line and they, oh, they yes. raced to eat the donuts.
0: Yes. And oh.
2: he, he always <laughs> was so embarrassed by that sort of thing. But I, I love that and I think it's so simple. I, I do think that people spend way too much money on themed parties like they spend too much money on all of the occasions in life, formals, weddings. When you, when you look back, when you become an old man like me and you look back, there's way too much money and stress Around all of that, and it includes kids' party. Absolutely includes kids' parties. Yes. The, the best thing I think that we ever did at a kids' party, it was in our backyard. Jack maybe had half a dozen friends who were playing, and I went to KFC, and I bought I don't know I couldn't tell you the exact. Let's say 120 uh, nuggets, now, like an outrageous number of nuggets, and an, <laughs> an equally outrageous amount of chips, and surprised them all. I said, sit in a circle on the on the grass, and I just plonked this mountain of nuggets and chips down on the ground, and that was just so satisfying. It was, it was easy, you know, there was no stress, and the kids' eyes just popped out. They're like, ah, we're allowed to just eat all these nuggets? Yes, you are. Now, now, Spencer, we,
1: we've got to ask, you know, in Pass the Parcel, oh no, sat down contra- here... controversial question. It was controversy, controversy. Yeah. It stirred up a lot of controversy oh no. in Australian media. Yes. Um, are we raising a nation of squibs? Because <laughs> we've gone away from, you know, just that one big present in the middle of the Pass the Parcel parcel. Are you a fan of
2: Lucky's dad's rules or the 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 new way of doing it? No, I'm with Lucky. I'm with Lucky's dad rather, and it's one present in the centre. But because look, we if everyone gets to if if there's a present in, in every layer and every child gets something, it is seriously not doing those kids any good in terms of building resilience. And I know that maybe that's sounding way too serious and overthinking it, but that's the point of the episode, right? Or one of the points that was being made. I think that um, my memory of growing up and doing pass the parcel as a kid, and then what I passed that on to with, with Jack, and we certainly did pass the parcel, was that if there are six kids, you have six parcels, and then everyone can win a prize. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that you have one with a with a prize between every layer. So you could then argue that I've just gone on backflips and everyone gets a prize anyway.
0: <laughs> You've done a hybrid. But that's how stars. that's how we
2: used to do it. But just watching that episode. Yeah. I'm totally with with Lucky's dad. I yep. love th- I love that episode. It's just like so much of Bluey. It's it's just so on point, isn't it?
0: It's a parent vibe as much as a kid vibe. To yeah, all yeah, the yeah, parents yeah. are just trying to survive yet another kids party, again. Yes, yeah, and, and
2: that one after another after. I mean, I drove. I, I, there's, a, there's a park down the bottom of our street and um, it, a couple of days ago I was driving past and it was five o'clock in the afternoon and clearly there had been a kid's party and everyone was putting all their things back in the, the cars and I, it was, you know, I had eight seconds as I drove past but in that eight seconds I was thinking every parent is so relieved that that party is over <laughs> <laughs> they survived another one and they're going home to make dinner
0: Absolutely <laughs> Now Spencer, you're going to take us on a little bit of a Spencer's grand tour of Winner Manly but before we mm. do that, I want to sort of throw it open to you. We have a lot of listeners from the US. And a big thing we get on the socials too is, hey, is there a theme park that's bluey? Whereas our argument is, no, Brisbane is the bluey yes, theme park. Yes, that's right. You can come down here and you can have a pass the parcel. You can have a bluey day out. So I'm sort of throwing it open to you, to the international interstate visitors who've never really done Brisbane. What do you think's worth coming and visiting? around here, around Wynnum Manly.
2: What I'm about to say is not why you would fly from America to Australia. Clearly, the reason you fly to Australia from America is to do uh, Uluru, Harbour Bridge, Gold Coast, Barrier Reef. But having done all of those, if you're then in, in Brisbane, if you can explore somewhere like Wynnum and Manly, there are a couple of butte things to do. One I will mention, which is a little bit further south, it's in Birkdale and, and Wellington Point, which is not technically uh, Brisbane, it's the, it's the next city over. But um, there's an island, King Island, and you can walk to it when the tide is low. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there's a British fish and ship shop and, you know, you can take the boy out of England, but you can't take England out of the boy. I love my British fish and chips, salt and vinegar and curry sauce and a can of iron brew. <laughs> so you have the British fish and chips in Birkdale and then you walk over to King Island. So that's that's one thing you can do. There's just along the front here in Wynnum, there's a house where the front yard many, many years ago was concreted over and then there's an impossible number of garden gnomes that absolutely cover the front yard, so you've got to check that out. Obviously, we might
0: see Gerald and Hecubas while yeah, we're there. Jeremy will be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
2: Obviously you go and have a look at Carl Sandeland's childhood home, <laughs> and then the other thing is the great... <laughs> it's our <how> Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is the Great Wall of Manly, because yeah. I think that it should be in a future episode of Bluey, the Great Wall of Manly. I oh, think they you're could, making they, it
0: cool. They okay, could, okay. called it. And it's yeah. definitely
2: something that you know to go back to your original question especially if you've got kids these kids over here who when they finish playing with the whales, their parents have no idea about the great wall of manly i'm sure because no one knows about it but you can get a good 30 minutes entertainment and you think i'm joking you think i'm going to take you to 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 a wall that is just just and it's in manly yeah you're going to roll your eyes and go yeah great thanks man no (laughs) no This is actually going to impress you, and you're going to ask yourself, why did I never know about the Great Wall of Manly before? All right. All right. I'm suitably
0: FOMO'd, I think. (laughs) Let's do it.
2: Let's do (laughs) it. Let's get to the Great Wall.
1: Done.
0: This is Bluey's Brisbane. Okay. I'm going to take a right
2: turn. And prepare.
0: prepare. I'm prepared. (laughs) Prepare
2: for the Great Wall of Manly. (laughs) As we go up Falcon Street. It's on the corner of Falcon and Wellington. All
0: right. The Great Wall of
2: Manly. That's it right there. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna park here. Don't oh, now it's a wall. Okay, so so he, the, the boring the boring thing is this. No no no, it will get interesting, I promise you. It's a it's a big retaining wall, right? So in the 1930s, as a depression project, they got people to build this great big retaining wall. Okay. Okay, so at the moment it's a retaining wall that's holding up half of Wellington Street, the houses up the top, and it's probably two or three meters high and maybe goes, I don't know, 40 metres up Falcon Street and maybe a little bit longer along Wellington Street. But here's the thing, one of the, um, one of the workers wasn't a labourer, he was an artist. And he said, I'd really like to work on the wall, but can I create some animals that will be hidden in the wall so that children for decades to come can bring their families and see if they can find the animals. So that's what we're going to go and do. We're going oh, to see how many good. Australian animals we can spot in the retaining wall. You
0: punked us! And no, then you just go. this is serious away. gold. This
2: is gold. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is gold. It's like um, it's like a puzzle. It's like finding words in a puzzle, and you, you're finding animals in. So this the wall, I guess you describe as a stone wall with really. What do you call the bits in between? Oh, like the mortar. Mortar, oh, the mortar or grout or mortar, yes. So what you're looking for... Oh, there we go. Okay, so there's a goanna. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. You see the goanna? Is, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yes, there he is. He's up there, Lou. Just about three or four metres off the ground. There's... A, you see it, the goanna? Yeah. Okay. So there's a goanna, the, there's a kangaroo we should be able to find. Oh, I, I always thought of this was a kangaroo and boomerang. But I don't know, that might just be more... I'm seeing a boomerang image there, as you can see. But, yeah, kangaroo.
0: Yeah, that's tempting to say that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. He's so do you see what I mean?
2: So answer. you bring kids to Winnemar Manly, you, get, you have fish and chips, you have ice cream, you play at the whale park, and then you go back to Brisbane, and you miss this. This is what people do. And look, 10, 15 minutes of free fun, maybe 30 minutes, depending how many kids and how long it takes you to find them. And they can play in the street. <laughs> yeah, someone has to like watch. We're standing in the street. Someone has to watch for cars. <laughs> that, is, that is true. That is true. Kangaroo, emu... Goanna. Goanna, maybe boomerang.
0: Inconclusive boomerang.
2: And maybe there's more. They're the three the that yeah, they're the three easiest to find. There might be more in there. So we've got the plaque here
0: just explaining a bit about the Great Wall and I thought we would have got a little bit of intel about what animals it we can find, but we it's inconclusive. There's no mention of the uh,
2: animals and the sculptor. No, it doesn't mention the artist at all. I think I think we've just discovered a big gap here that needs to be rectified the The identity of the artist really should be recognized here on the on the wall somewhere yeah they I put like this it. plaque up in 1997 the Manly Historical Society and they neglected to mention what I would argue is the most interesting thing about the wall
0: I think that's very <laughs> intriguing yeah these little glimpses of this guy's work.
1: We need a petition to council and yeah, tell this guy's story right. this artist's story
0: so Winner Manly Historical Society I bet you're still around we need answers and we need them fast <laughs> on a new plaque
2: this this um, house on the corner here, on the, the left, Mount Joy and, what's this street? It's not Cayman, Cayman. up here. Yeah, Oh it is. Yeah, okay. um, so the guy, it used to have an absolutely, when when Kyle and I were at primary school, a manicured lawn, like really beautifully kept. And so the two of us used to rip it up with our BMXs because we'd come down from the school, down, there's the school, we'd come yeah. round here, and do what we could, and he'd be standing, waiting for us every afternoon. Oh, we were rebels. <laughs> this is I Kyle say. street. <laughs>
0: Is this where we say we're in the Hollywood Hills <laughs> of Brisbane, <laughs> aka the terraces and parades of Manly? I we're rode
2: manly. rode down this street on my BMX more than a few times.
0: I can feel flying business. down here on my this BMX. This is a good street to fly down. Yeah, actually. yeah, nice and wide, and you've got this Long. decline. Yeah, we're gonna check out this, the childhood home of legendary radio great Carl Sanderlands. Right
2: at the end, on the on the left. This is the dramatic build-up. <laughs> there isn't a plaque. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's a a, there isn't. There's a, no plaque. No, there's no plaque saying childhood home of Carl Adderley.
0: yeah.
2: It's been. It looks like it's been done up recently. The fence are, around it has been. It
0: has been shushed.
2: Something's been shushed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where he lived. Nice.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah so he lived there, and yeah, the, the the road between his place here and Oakley Street, where my house no longer is, was well ridden. By us boys on our BMXs.
0: I hope the tradition continues <laughs> with the 2022 <laughs> BMX Bandits of wynnum Manly. I'm
2: sure it does. That's my Hollywood Hills of Manly tour. <laughs> the podcast showing off the
0: best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou.
1: Maybe just a quick little shout out to Costa, who's one of the Bluey art directors, and I believe he um, shared on social media that he grew up in Wynnum. So ah. this is the whole reason that uh, Wynnum has um, appeared in Bluey. I guess if you're the art director, you've got that licence to go, yep, I want to show off a bit of where I grew up. Absolutely. And let's pop a bit of Winham into the show. And, um,
0: and big thanks to Spencer yeah. for showing us where he grew up too.
1: Yeah. Look, now, Lou Bromley, I reckon we need to get out of the cold and get into one of these cafes pretty quickly.
0: And just hug an espresso machine. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they've got some heaters. But, yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy those new uh, episodes of Bluey. And if you are in Brisbane or coming to Brisbane, make sure you get out and about in Wintermanly and have a uh, sticky beak around the ultimate Bluey day out.
0: You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram.
2: Just search for app Bluey's Brisbane. This is not how you play pass the parcel.